Welcome to the Forging Metal Podcast. My name is Ron Duran Jr., and I will be your blacksmith as we explore the world of adversity and doing hard things. Come inside and grab your hammer. The fire is hot and ready. Let's get to work. The forge is now open. Welcome, my friends. Here I sit, January 1st, 2022. It's been a little crazy here in the Denver metro area. Um, I think uh, some of you might know I'm in uh, a town called Broomfield. So Broomfield, if you're not familiar with the area, is roughly, well, it's in between Denver and Boulder. I'm about nine miles from Boulder. So in between where I live and Boulder is a couple towns that I'm, I'm very close to, which are Louisville and Superior. And if you've been following the national news, or maybe you live in the area, you know we just had probably, well, I think it is, it's going to go down as the the most, I don't know, the worst wildfire structurally that Colorado's ever seen. Estimates right now are around 600 homes were lost in a very, very fast-moving fire that was basically fanned by 115 mile an hour winds coming off the foothills, which as you can imagine, one spark with those kind of winds is going to, it's going to move fast. And I'm just amazed right now, as I record this, I don't believe any loss of life. And to be able to, you know, to say that everybody could get out of those, all those homes and, and not lose a life. That's, that's, that's pretty amazing. This is not, if you're not from the area, this is not what you, this is not up in the mountains. This is, you know, this is a very suburban area. It's, it's, you know, it's the city essentially. There's, there's some trees there, but a lot of it's not what you would expect uh, for wildfires. So this was pretty, pretty crazy that not only it happened and it was, uh, I think it was caused by down power line from those, those high winds and caused a spark and the fire and then, and then a spread, like I said, pretty crazy. And at my apartment, it got within a few miles. I could see the flames. I mean, they were big, and uh, everybody, we had to evacuate. It was mandatory. I, I drug my feet to to evacuate, but I finally did and went and stayed with a, a friend of mine. And it was it was surreal. And as I sit here and record this on January 1st, I still do not have any heat, no, no hot shower and no heat. And it's seven degrees outside and snowing. And about six inches of snow on the ground. So, the the storms are 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 you know they're coming, and, and not only the the real ones but the metaphorical ones. And you know here at Forging Metal, this is this is what we talk about. This is what we talk about with guests, and and certainly at Forging Metal Incorporated, how do we deal with the storms of life? So I can tell you that in the last forty eight hours, it's been very emotional for me to see all of these people lose their homes at this time. You know, in the holiday season. I don't think any time's a good time, but this has got to be, you know, right at the end of the year, right after Christmas, after a really tough year, right? 2021. I think a lot of us were hoping it was going to be much better than 2020, but for the most part, I don't know that it was a lot better. So we've had two rough years, and then to to be somebody that, that just lost their house in a, a really kind of a freak uh, wildfire. I'm sure that's so tough, and I think my empathy is you know, at a high level right now as I, 
is I kind of imagine what that would be like. So I, I, I hope that everybody is, is weathering that storm. Certainly, I feel very fortunate I did not lose anything in this, in this fire, except for a little bit of, of the nuisance of, of not having some heat. I can certainly deal with that. But anyway, that's where I'm at right now. This is my headspace. But I do, you know, this, this is going to be an end-of-year podcast, a, a start of 2022 podcast. So we'll get to some lighter stuff as we move forward. But I did want to make that comment. And I, and I think, what's the lesson to this? The lesson is, this is life. Sometimes we're going to be faced with adversity and the storms of life. And how do we deal with that? Uh, from what I've seen so far, everybody in this area is dealing with it well. And, and that very inspirational to me to see people say things like, you know, lost my house of, of 35 years, but everybody's safe and alive. And that's all that matters. You know, those, it's a little bit cliche, but that's, you know, at the end of the day, it's not the material things. It's the people. And I'm so happy that so far, again, it doesn't look like anybody died in this fire. So that that's wonderful. Things are not, not only are they not that important, but they can be replaced. People's a little bit different. Anyway, so let's move on from that. I'm going to, I'm going to pick up the mood here and I'm going to, I'm going to turn my gaze to what I think is going to be an epic year, at least for not only for myself personally, but also for Forging Metal Incorporated and the podcast. So a lot of good things on the horizon. And I'm going to talk a little bit about those and, and what they mean to me, not only what they mean to me, but hopefully inspire you to take on some big challenges in 2022 to create your own epic year. Before I get to that, let's, you know, I, I did a, a social media post of the top five episodes of 2021. It's been a heck of a year. This is, I think this is uh, podcast number 58, if my memory is serving me. So we've, we've had a lot of stuff going on. It was really, you know, we started this podcast a little over a year ago. So we've got over a year, you know, under our belts and... This was our first actual full year, 2021. So it's uh, it's pretty cool to look back and, and look at back at those you know 57 episodes and the top five. Let's let's talk about those really quickly. In case you missed them, maybe you want to go back and and listen to these top five. Doug Strasharzik. I always have a hard time with his name, but he was episode number 33, and really he was the guy that came in and talked about mental toughness and what it means, how it relates to a lot of things like resilience and grit and fortitude and, you know, all the research that goes behind it. Because Doug is, he heads up the, the organization that, that I'm certified with to do mental toughness assessments. And so they've, they've put a lot of research into their assessment. The MTQ, there's various versions, but the MTQ 48, and I think they just unveiled a new one. So essentially what it is, is you can, you can go into corporations, and, and I do this often, where I can give a mental toughness assessment. And not only can we do the assessment, but then after we get the results, we can we can kind of zero in on some things that uh, you can work on to improve your mental toughness. And this can be developed. That was a lot of what Doug had to say in that podcast is this is a plastic personality trait that can be developed. It's not just something you're born with. So that's pretty fascinating that not only can we measure it, but we can also develop it. So that's what Doug uh, was talking about in episode 33. So that was number five on the list. 
Moving up to number four, my good friend, uh, Dr. Simon Marshall, uh, former coach of mine and certainly a friend and, and a mentor, I would say, still. And we talked about the neuroscience of suffering in that podcast. And, and, you know, a lot of people ask me, what's my favorite podcast? That's a tough thing to say. You know, it's like, I feel, I feel like if you're a parent, maybe it's like, well, who's your favorite kid? You know, you can't answer that, right? Every, every kid's different and everybody's different. Every book's different. Every podcast guest is different. And they all have something that I like about them. Yeah, but I, I will say that because of my connections with Simon, that was one of my favorites. And, and also, not only my connection with Simon, but I'm just fascinated by the neuroscience of not only suffering, but just how can we, how can we be better? And how can we harness you know, knowledge about the brain to, to get better at whatever we want to do? Again, I'm a performance coach. And so I like to look at this, and a lot of it is drawn from the world of sport, which I kind of spent my lifetime in and still dabble in. But we can take the, the, the lessons from performance in sport and apply them to really anything we do in life where we want to perform at a high level. And so that was what we talked about with Simon. And that was, again, very fascinating for me. I learned in that podcast. I hope you guys did as well if you listened to it. And, you know, I, I coined the term neuro decade. I feel like we're in this decade where we're going to be doing much, much more deep dives into neuroscience as we move forward. If you're fascinated by neuroscience, not only listen to the Simon podcast, but I would also highly recommend Andrew Huberman, who's out there talking about neuroscience. He's a neuroscientist and uh, talking about that and really kind of bringing it to the masses in a way that's easy to understand. And he is, he's a, he's kind of like a, a social media rock star, especially on Instagram. So if you are fascinated by neuroscience, not only listen to Simon, but also go check out Andrew Huberman in his podcast. Moving up to number three, we had Kara Brookins. And if you remember, Kara was, she was, a, she was a great interview. She's one of my favorites as well. Just the, the personality, the positive mentality that she has and her personality of just, you know, finding a way to get things done. But she was the one that very famously built a home with her kids as she was going through kind of a, a tough divorce but built not only a home, but a pretty big, big home uh, with her kids with no knowledge of home construction. And she did this all with her kids as a work crew. And she learned it all on YouTube, YouTube videos. So that's just, it's amazing to me. And it really, she, I, I want to say it was with less than a year, she put this house up. So it was, that's a, just a fascinating uh, story in itself, and it really hammers this point home that there's there's always a way. Figure it out. Be like Kara and say, hey, uh, I don't know how to do this, but I can figure this out. I mean, this is growth mindset in a nutshell. Uh, she should be maybe the, the champion of growth mindset to say, I can figure this out if I just if I put, apply myself and commit to getting through it. So that was fun. Kara was, was a lot of fun, and she's out there uh, doing a lot of keynote speaking, and uh, a lot of people are hearing her story. I think she's actually working on another book as we speak. Moving up to number two, this is kind of a little bit fascinating to me because uh, Bill Mullen, uh, episode 55, and by the way, Carol was episode 29, and Simon was episode 22. So Bill at number two was episode 55. So it was just not too long ago, and he's already number two on the top list of 2021. So he moved up rapidly. And I think what, what I really take away from, from Bill is 
not only, I mean, a lot of the the gist of that podcast was keep learning, keep reading. I mean, he has an extensive book list of 2,700 books and counting. And he's always reading, he's always learning. And he, so we talk a lot about what, why is that important? But also, I gotta say, this is, you can, you can get a sense on social media. This bill is somebody that people listen to, people follow uh, very um, loyally. And his followers were, were obviously a lot of the reason why he shot up to number two on the list so quickly. Because, uh, and, and you know, maybe this is a lesson for us all connect with people and and provide value to them and you'll get those those kind of those followers that if you're if you're selling something that's that's leadership in a nutshell and I tell you what Bill's got that dialed in well so again a pretty uh new podcast and and who knows where that one might end up as the numbers go up and then number 1 our number one podcast for 2021 was uh, Rourke Denver at episode number 30. And if you remember, he is the the former Navy SEAL that was also in the movie Act of Valor. And so Rourke is in the in the local area and it was it was pretty nice to to talk to Rourke and I see he, he invited me to go have coffee with him and maybe actually go do some shooting with him and I, and I need to take him up on that. Because uh, Rourke's a, a heck of a good conversation, and him being local and getting that invite, I should not be ignoring that. But he was number one on the list. Again, a lot of rabid followers with Rourke, um, certainly driven by his uh, maybe a little bit of celebrity status with the movie Act of Valor. Uh, so those were the top five. Just off the top five was Shiloh Brooks at number 16. And also Lawrence Gonzalez on at number 15. So 16 and 15 are also podcasts that you might want to check out as number six and number seven. So what's going on? 2022. Let's talk a little bit about 2022. Every year I go through a strategic planning process. I have my students, all my students have to do this at the University of Colorado as an assignment. That's that's something that, in, in fact, it's their final assignment of the semester where they have to create a strategic plan where they tackle two, I, I try to push them to do two stretch goals. And then they have to create a plan around that. I mean, it's, it's easy to have a goal. And as we sit here on January 1st, everybody's doing, you know, New Year's resolutions. I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions. Most people are not going to follow through with those. I say, let's create a plan. Let's have goals. Uh, I think it's got to start there. And then how do we get there? It, goals are nice, but we need to have an, a plan that's going to deliver those goals to our doorstep. And then I think the part, number one, we got to tie those goals to emotions. I always encourage my students and clients to dig down. You say you want to make a lot of money, all right, whatever that that target is. I'm not a big fan of that target, but that's fine if that's your target. But I'd say what is at the heart of why do you want more money? And if you really dig down and just spend some time reflecting on that, you'll find out that that it's not money that you want. It's something, it's usually a, a very basic emotion at the heart of why you want that money. And once we can identify what that emotion is, that's powerful. We have emotions for very specific reasons, and emotions drive action. And so we want to dig down into our goals and say, what is the emotion driving this? So I think that's an important thing. And then once we get that, the other things that that I would say is create a plan. How are we going to get there? That plan has got to be not only breaking the goals down um, into sub-goals, because hopefully this is a long-term goal, 
It's not something you're going you're gonna to do in a week. Whether it's a year time frame or you just say, you know what, I'm going to do 90 day sprints. I use those quite effectively and I know a lot of people do if, if a year is too much. But hopefully those 90 day sprints lead to something that, that's bigger. But either way, we need to break down those sub goals or break down the big goals into sub goals so that we can keep the dopamine machine. Our brains do not know how to handle long-term goals. That's not how it's built. Our ancestors didn't know how to make a, a one-year strategic plan because that is not, that's not what that's not drove them from day to day. Securing food, um, water, shelter, having sex, you know, all those things that, that kept the, the species going, those were immediate gratification kind of things. So we're built for, for immediate gratification. You know, the jelly donut, I hate to say it, but grabbing that and eating it, that's what we're built for. That's why it's hard to resist that. So how do we, how do we have these, these long-term goals and how do we stick to them? So part of that is going to be creating smaller, you know, breadcrumbs uh, along the way that that are going to sustain us and keep us going. And then the other thing that I I just I can't emphasize enough is you need to really get clear on what is your why. Why are you doing this? Whatever you're going to choose to do in 2022, get really clear on why it is. And the harder it is, the harder the challenge, the more you better be clear on the why. That commitment to to stick with it when let's be honest it's not always going to be fun in fact there's going to be times especially if it's a hard goal it's going to suck prepare your mind for that and what do you do in those times you know how do you get through the dark days how do you get through the days that that really do suck uh, you really should be revisiting why am i doing this why is this important to me and that will help you get through and it will you know i always like to say in ultra it doesn't always get worse you know if you're in the middle of a journey whether it's a 50-mile run or you're just tackling a big challenge for 2022, realize in the middle of the race, it's probably going to suck a little bit, but it doesn't always get worse. There's going to be ups and downs, and a lot of times when you think it's it's like, wow, this can't get much worse than this, it, it starts to turn around and it gets better. I can't guarantee that it's going to be a linear path to always get better. It may dip again, but that's part of the journey. That's part of ultra running. That's part of any endurance sport. And that's part of life. I think you guys probably get that by now, but that's usually where people quit. When it gets hard right there in the middle, they they either don't have a powerful enough why or they find another shiny object to chase instead. So I don't like New Year's resolutions. I think that if we approach this a different way, this is, you know, this should be something that you don't just visit on January 1st. This should be a you know year-long thing where you're always creating goals and always pursuing. You know, I say that always. I, I shouldn't say always. There should be times when we take time off. We can't always be in pursuit and always achieving goals. So be careful with that. But what is on my map? And I want to tell you these things, these initiatives that I have on on my 2022 strategic plan, not as a way to make you feel bad, not as a way for you to compare to me. I don't want want that. This is not about comparison. I want you to choose the things that are hard for you. Uh, maybe they're more grand than mine. Uh, that really doesn't matter. I don't care about yours. You shouldn't care about mine. You do your thing, run your race. But why do I share these? It's not to be boastful. It's just to hopefully inspire you. This podcast and this this company that I've started is about doing hard things. It's about challenging yourself. It's about embracing adversity. And that's where we're going to find fulfillment and then ultimately happiness. And so 
I like to share these things because I hope that you go, wow, look what Ron's doing. And not to compare it to Ron, but to say, what can I do to push myself out of my comfort zone and maybe do something that I'm going to be proud of at the end of 2022? So what's going on? Uh, one thing, so I have four initiatives, four main initiatives. Now, there's a lot of little things in between there, but but you're going to notice in the previous years, a lot of these have been centered around ultra running and, and endurance events. And, and really this year, I don't have any big physical challenges ahead of me. I've got some things that I'm going to keep myself active with, like, you know, one race a month for 2022. You know, these are going to be smaller easier races, but just something to keep me active. But these are not, that's not a big goal. These are, you know, I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't put that into a stretch goal category, but my big initiatives, number one, I'm creating a Coursera course for the University of Colorado for the leading oneself course that I teach at the university. So, you know, kind of basically taking what I'm teaching in the classroom and converting it to a Coursera course, that is one initiative. That's not an easy thing to do, by the way, you think it it would be pretty uh, straightforward, but it's really not. So that's one thing I'm working on as we move into 2022. Forging Metal, the book. I am the book that I've been writing for, oh gosh, a little over a year now. And I am working my way through revision one. I'm doing some kind of some rough editing on that. The title as it stands right now will be Forging Metal, Stealing Oneself in the Fire of Adversity. So you can imagine this book as a playbook, maybe a manifesto of how can we embrace adversity? How can we kind of harvest the treasure that we get from doing hard things, from adversity, from obstacles? And how, do, how can we be more mentally tough? How can we top, tap into what I call mental excellence to weather the storms of life? And we are all going through these right now. So this is going to be a little bit of a playbook on not only my experience as I've as I've learned these things, uh, but also maybe you know a way that uh, you can apply this to your life so that you can find that fulfillment and happiness that you desire. So that book is I'm I have a target for publishing that book this year in 2022. So that is in process as we speak. We also had a guest, Paula Reed, previous guest, adventure psychologist, Paula Reed, wonderful podcast. I want to say it might've been episode 50. You have to go back and look if you haven't listened to that. But Paula was wonderful and we really hit it off. When we had our our interview, we just, there was a lot of things that we agreed upon and then we just had some, some some similar passions and she reached out to me. She's writing a textbook, the first textbook ever on adventure psychology. There's nothing out there quite like that. And she wants to kind of just dig into this idea of what is the psychology behind going on adventure, knowingly going into the unknown, I think is the the subtitle of the book. And so she reached out to me and said, hey, somebody dropped out. Basically, this textbook, most textbooks are written this way, where each chapter, somebody, a subject matter expert, will write that chapter. And she said, I had somebody drop out, and I'm looking for somebody to write a chapter on endurance performance. And uh, she first said, would you like to write it? And then she said, if you wouldn't, is there anybody else that you could recommend? And I had to think long and hard. I've never, not only have I never wrote a textbook uh, chapter, but I also felt like, okay, wait a minute. I don't have a degree in psychology. I don't have a PhD. So the first thing I asked her is, do I have enough credibility to do this? And so I think there's a good lesson here. Number one, let, let's just cut to the chase. I, after some, some, you know, deep reflection and, and doing a little bit of a literature review and, 
and really saying, okay, how does this fit into my own expertise? Is this something I can do? And is this something that aligns with not only my values, but also my vision? And so it checked all the boxes. It really did. It also checked the box of making me uncomfortable. This is going to stretch me. I don't know if I would, I would say this is a stretch goal, but it's going to stretch me into an area I've never been before. And so that also, as you might guess, intrigues me. I like that. So I said yes to that. So I'm in the middle of writing a chapter on endurance performance. So it's essentially how do we continue to perform at a high level over extended periods of time? And, and that could be anything from an expedition to perhaps, you know, the world that I live in, like an Ironman triathlon or a long distance ultra run. Those, those fit into that category as well. But it might be other things that are not physical. For example, like my, you know, spending three months or living essentially in Airbnbs and out of my Jeep as I travel around the country, that was an adventure as well. So it's it's really applied to all of those different kinds of adventures and how do we perform at a high level and what's the psychology behind that? And so I'm having a lot of fun with this as I dig into the research. Not only, you know, some of it, it was was already available to me because I've done I've done my fair amount of research in this prior to this, but I'm learning as I go and I'm really adding, you know, some some real, some deep knowledge in this topic that is going to end up coming out in my book. So it's kind of a, a win-win. I'm going to write a textbook chapter, but also the the information that I'm getting will go into my book, which will, I think, be a plus as well. So I'm excited about that. The fourth initiative, so there's three, Coursera, Forging Metal Book, and the Psychology Chapter. Those are the three. And the fourth one, I can't tell you yet. I will reveal this. I've been told that I can't reveal it yet, but I'll just say that it's also something that's going to make me uncomfortable, something that fits my 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 vision and my values. And I'm excited about it and I'm working on that as we speak. But again, I can't announce it just yet, but know that, that something's coming. So four you know, pretty big initiatives. And again, I don't know if I'd put these in in the category of stretch goals. I think stretch goals should be something that really scare you. And I would say a stretch goal should be something that probably you feel like it's less than 50%. You have a less than 50% success rate. That's how big of a goal it needs to be. Like, you know, there's more chance that you're going to fail at this than than there is that you're going to succeed. I've done previous stretch goals like I'm reading 100 books in a year, running 50 miles, doing a Ironman triathlon. Those were all stretch goals. I think there was there was certainly a more than 50% chance that, that I was going to fail at those. And I didn't achieve all of them. The 100 books in a year, I didn't quite pull it off. I was close, but so I did fail at that one. I tried to run 100 miles, failed at that one. That was a stretch goal. So again, I don't know if I'd put these initiatives in a, in the category of a stretch goal, but they're close. They're they're not. I, I have the tools, I think, to su- succeed at each one of these, but each one of them is something I've never done before, and each one of them is going to make me uncomfortable. You can see a theme here, a trend that I hope all of you learn to embrace is is get out there, get uncomfortable, and again, don't do it just to do it. I want this to be something that, again, aligns with your values and your vision. Therein lies the why of of taking on big challenges like that. Why should you do that? Is it just to be uncomfortable? No. Hopefully it's not only to be uncomfortable, but also to grow toward something um, that, again, is, is a vision for you. So those are the things I'm working on. And again, I want you just to realize this is not about comparison. I'm going to emphasize that again. It's not about competition. I have a friend that posted on Facebook recently, just to give you an example. 
And he had done something, I'm not even going to tell you the numbers because I don't think it's important, but he had done something where he rode his bike, his mountain bike, up a, you know, a fairly steep road. And I don't remember the miles or, or the, the altitude gain, but it, again, doesn't matter. But, uh, you know, of course, I gave him kudos for this. And, and you know what his first response was? And this is no judgment on, on him. His first response was, well, it's not what you do, but I was proud of myself. And I, I wish he would have just left out the part of it's not what you do. Of course, he knows my background of ultra running and, and Ironmans. And so he was immediately minimizing the, this great thing that he did. He chose something that was hard for him. He was proud of it. He got it done. And the first thing he wanted to do was minimize it in, in comparison to me. You know what? There was a time when what he did would have been amazing for me. And so we all are at a different point in our journey, and I just don't want anybody to ever compare. Do your thing. Do what's hard for you. Choose your heart and, and make no apologies, all right? N- no apologies, no comparisons. Go out there and do things that you're proud of, and hopefully you have you know a tribe around you that's giving you the high fives and, and the pat on the back when you do that, because that's how we get better. There was a time when that, what he did would have been very hard for me. And, you know, you, he could keep building just like I did if he had that desire. And once you do hard things and then you take on more bigger challenges, one day you wake up and go, holy moly, look what I can do. That there was a time in, in my past that I had no idea I could do this. This is how we challenge our limits. This is how we, we just do things that, in hindsight, you know, we, just, we just go, holy moly, I, I, I never thought I could have done what I just did. And that's my hope for not only all of you out there, but, you know, coaches, or I mean, not coaches, but clients and, and students. I love it when I see clients and students doing that. And, and I hope, again, if you're out there doing some hard things in 2022, please send me an email, connect with me on social media. I'd love to hear about it and cheer you on in whatever journey that you're taking. So, you know, I just wanted to to say that. And as I start to wrap this up, you know, go out there, do something. And I know some of us right now are feeling pretty overwhelmed. We're We're coming up on two years of being really weighed down by a lot of a lot of challenges, a lot of things in our backpack, you know, and it's not just COVID, but, but that's a big part of it. A lot of unrest in, in the, in the United States. And we've been carrying this and that's a stress load that just doesn't go away. It's with us every day. So if you are feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling like the only thing I can do right now, Ron, is keep my head above water. I get it. All right. I do not want my message uh, to be, to lack the empathy to say, I get it. All right. Sometimes that's the best we can do. Rich Devinney in one of our podcasts says that's what we're going to call optimal performance. And optimal performance is not peak performance. Optimal performance is what can I do just to put one foot in front of the other? Sometimes it's not pretty and that's okay. All right. Um, we're not going to be performing at a high level, but sometimes that's all we got. So if you're in a mode right now where you say, you know what, that's all I got, Ron, I, I'm not here to excel. I'm just here to put one foot in front of the other and try to get through each day. That's fine. I've been there too. I've been there and and I know how that feels. So again, uh, empathy and love for that. Do not be hard on yourself. But if you're feeling like uh, you do have a little bandwidth where you want to take on some things, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. I had my rough moments 
And I still with with COVID, but but I'm in a pretty good place. And I feel like I have the capacity to take on some some big challenges in 2022, as I just outlined, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to take them on, and it's going to stretch me. And at the end of the year, if all goes well, there'll be four more things on my kind of on my list of of my life journey where I say, you know what, that's the first time I've ever done that. And you just keep building on that. And that's what I hope for you. In 2022, what are you going to do that you've never done before? What are you going to do that makes you uncomfortable? What are you going to do to make yourself better, not only for yourself, but for your life, for, you know, maybe the people that are in your, in your tribe? How can you lift people up? How can you serve a greater good? I think those are all important things to consider. So as we move forward in 2022, 2021 was rough, all right? We, we took some punches, we were on the ropes, but we're still standing, you know? Just like a Rocky Balboa, we're, we're, we're taking a lot of punishment, but we're still coming at it, you know? We're still coming out of Apollo Creed here, and we don't go down that easy. So keep punching and do something hard, do something great in 2022, and connect with me and let me know what that journey is. I'd love to hear it. So that you, not only, I hope I inspire you, but I want it to come right back at me. Inspire me about the hard things that you're going to do in 2022. Until then, um, we have a lot of great guests. I've got guests in the queue already that are coming in 2022. So, so certainly I hope you're looking forward to those. And it'll be fun to see where this year takes us. How's it going to compare to 2020, 2021? And what's, what's in store? And we're ready for it, right? Let's do it. Every day is not going to be a good day, but we can, we can do this. And I will see you next episode. Thanks for joining us this week. If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell all your friends. If you didn't, let's just forget this happened and we'll try again next week. Until then, join the revolution to forge metal and connect with us on social media.